bills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills preview podcast, here from the Bills Backers of Chicago, Illinois. I'm Lars. We got a full house tonight here uh, in Lars Weeborg's place. Yeah, we do. Uh, the entire Bills and Beers crew is here. The lovely Miss Cassie Hutton is with us. Greetings. I feel like we've been here before. And Bill Belcher also. And you know this. And of course, the president of the Bills backer, Sujit, also here tonight. Hello. And of course, I'm Lars. We're coming off a huge win to the Cleveland Browns. We're now eighth, one game out from the wild card. No, excuse me, two games out from the wild card. No, one game out, the sixth and seventeenth. Wait, no. Yes, oh one Lord, one man. game. We just either we just went over. Either way, same we're re- in the hunt. Same we're record. Legi- same record. They have the tiebreaker. We are us. legitimately in the hunt, and now traveling to Denver. Uh, three of our next four games are against the three best teams in the NFL. We'll see how this goes. It's gonna go well. But for now, we're optimistic. Billsandbeers.com, best way to find us. We're going to talk a little bit about that Cleveland game, and we're going to talk about what we have to look forward to or not look forward to against the Denver Broncos. But let's not waste any more time and get into it now. Come Do on, it! Come on, come on and shout! So we, uh, Suge and I watched the game together. Cass, you were in Florida. Bill, you were in Buffalo, but not at the game, which I find curious. But uh, after what was a horrendous start... Uh, through two and a half quarters of play, turned around, turned around in a big way, and we got the W in a pretty convincing fashion over the Cleveland Browns. I really enjoyed myself on Sunday. It was it was a damn good game to watch in the end. Uh, I remember texting you guys saying that I had this. I put on my Bills gear and I took my little skull cap and put it in my pocket, and I was sure. I just had this feeling that it was going to be the super exciting game, and it ended up being sure, a super yeah. exciting game. It's just that the first half. Made us both want to tear our eyes out. Yeah. And uh, we kept doing the calculations. Suj, I do think we had an opportunity to sit back, relax, and enjoy the last couple minutes of the game. But there was a couple times like, okay, well, we can't let them score a touchdown on this drive. Then they did the Johnny Menzel touchdown. And prior to that, it's like, well, we score on this drive, it's over. So we were 0 for 2 there, and then the game turned in our favor. And we walked away with a W. Pretty convincing. 26-10. Yeah, I just have to say that, you know, I think that we have every right to be the the type of fans that say, oh my God, Johnny Manziel's coming in. Because it's just the perfect story for a Bills yeah. loss. That some no-name guy who everyone thinks sucks, but has potential to be amazing, comes in and shows himself. And God knows ESPN tried to make that story yeah. after the game. Oh yeah. Dude, I, though... I am convinced that that was... A complete like setup with the fact that they did that they the call was not reversed. Yeah, I mean and we they should call it an incomplete pass. And I mean, we that sh- was we should talk about that call. I mean, it's just completely ridiculous. I was sitting with Lars yeah, yelling at out. everyone in the bar saying <laughs> that no, guys, this is what the rule is. That's what the tuck rule is. And I talked to everyone in the bar, told them how stupid they were for thinking that it would be an incomplete pass because the rule was a tuck rule. And then I realized that in 2013, the tuck rule was repealed. Or after 2013, the tuck rule was repealed. So, uh, it, so you were wrong. There, I was completely so, wrong. There, yeah. So you looked like an idiot. So I, I looked like an idiot. and it, but the, it, I'm sorry. Okay, no. The NFL looked like the idiot because if the ball, I don't care if you're bringing it in, bringing it forward. If a defender knocks the ball out of your hand and the ball goes backwards, how can that be an incomplete pass? Because the ball did not come out of his hand of his... Force. It wasn't Johnny Menzel 
who Dude, put the ball out of his it hand. It was a fu- it was a fumble. It's just the NFL wanting to if they it actually was overturned. If they actually called that a fumble, then what would we be looking at? We wouldn't be hearing the Johnny Manziel quarterback controversy because we w- we wouldn't be seeing the highlight of him uh, going in there for the touchdown, which is exactly what they what the NFL wants. They want that to be a story. I mean, it was number three on ESPN.com after the game. It wasn't about the Bills crushing the crushing the Browns or crushing him literally five, exactly. five minutes later. Exactly. It was Johnny Manziel makes uh, or you know comes in comes into game as Bills get as Bills beat Browns or something like that. That was the story. That's what the NFL wanted. That's why they overturned it to be an incomplete pass. Well, let's not get too conspiratorial here. We'll save that for the wild card portion. Well, instead, uh, Cass, we'll start with you. There's a lot to like, so let's start with the negative first. Who is your Jenny Cremel bummer of Sunday's game? Well, you guys all probably know this, but uh, <laughs> my bummer is going to Direct TV and their streaming <laughs> capabilities on Sunday because that part of the game where you said you wanted to tear your eyes out. Well, that was the only part of the game I could actually watch. Because as soon as we started scoring touchdowns and all the good stuff started happening, I was watching text on a screen. That sucks. It was awful. Everybody's been burned by this DirecTV setup. And you actually pay for it. Oh, yeah. I would be doubly pissed if I were you. When it happens to me and I'm mooching off other people's logins, I'm kind of like, well, well, you know, what can you do? I'm kind of pirating this game right now. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I, I really wouldn't know a lot about what happened in the positives of the game, um, but I would say, oh, my bummer. I'm sorry, I was going to the positives first. That's I'm okay. I know you're really out. eager. I was we're very all, eager. We're all really eager very to talk eager. about the positives. I know. But yeah, so direct TV. All right. Well, you we've suck. got three opportunities to tell you about some of the things that sucked in this game. I think that Bill is chomping at the bit to be the first. So, Bill, Jenny Cremel, bummer of the game. Uh, Kyle Orton. Ah, well, there goes mine. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, watch the tape. You don't even need to watch the game. Look at the stats. He was horrible. And yet, you are one of the biggest people who likes to talk shit on Doug or Doug Hackett. Let's Nathaniel just call Hackett. him Doug Hackett. Yeah, sure. No, dude, I could easily, I I could easily name Nathaniel Hackett as my. No, what? but you just said the Tennessee quarterback Premier. was bad. Well, well quarterback... you always pick two people for your things. No, I don't. Yes, you do. No, I don't. No, I, but I think what Lars is getting at is that was the problem of play calling or was the problem of execution. The problem was both. It can't be both. Yes, it can. How? It can absolutely be both. If it was both, we'd be like the Oakland Raiders. It would be a tire fire on the field on Sundays. No, it, it has to do with like the wrong plays being called, but also the right play. Even if they're the right if, plays being called, they're, they're not executed dude, as well. Proper execution masks every play call imaginable. It Are does. we getting into this again? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I have to say, Lars, after 12 weeks of this nonsense, the failure of execution is on the coaching staff. Because at some point, good coaches get their players to execute. And if you're failing to execute week after week, you're either calling the wrong plays because your players can't execute them, or you're not teaching the players properly how to execute their plays. Look what Chip Kelly gets out of that offense. Out of Mark Sanchez? Yeah. Out of the, the 2013 rushing leader? Out of the sure. guy who we couldn't even get through a preseason. Who? Wait, wasn't that Mark Sanchez? No. No. It was who Matt Leonard. Oh, Anyways, shit. who is your... I don't want to talk about this. Yeah, we, this because was uh, two not... episodes ago. If you would like to hear this conversation, please go back to two episodes ago. It was fully detailed. <laughs> yeah, there you Cass go. Cass doesn't want to hear it. But I'm going to get the last word. Um, 
and then we're going to come to you. I'm having a major yeah. brain So Kyle Orton and our red zone offense was my bummer of the week. But hold on. I'm coming back to this. Fine. Coaches can't coach to execute. That is a separate argument from play calling. That is two completely different things. No, fair, fair who enough. Was, who was your Jenny Cremo bummer of the week? I am going to go with... I wish we could hit a pause. Why don't we go to you first? Because I have to think of one because he took mine with Kyle Orton. Yeah, I was going to say Kyle Orton, too. <laughs> I mean, he was oh, bad. Right. He oh, was wow. really bad. Well, you don't have to choose as someone different. My only thing with Kyle Orton is that the touchdowns we did score were due to his... The touchdown. His, his, uh, yeah, the one touchdown we did through. Which was, was due all to play him calling. getting a, uh, a solid throw to Robert Woods to get him... You no, know, it was Hogan. Oh, no, oh the, the fourth the, and two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, true. He made some spectacular plays. It was a great right. catch. Glad he, it was a great catch, but it was Glad nice. he threw it. Glad he yeah. threw it. But e- I'm e- glad e- I'm e- glad EJ Manuel does not throw that ball. Exactly. Right. He let his receiver make a play. Yep. And we've been asking for that for a long time in Buffalo. It's Definitely. nice to see. And Robert Robert Woods answered the call. Robert Woods is a stud. Don't go there he gets now. Better we're not, we're not in the positive yet. All right, well, I'll start things off because we're all saying Kyle Orton. He was shitty. Our, you can't complain about our defense. Our defense was lights out. They got caught off guard by a new quarterback, and then on the second possession after minor tweaks, I mean, bashed his face and forced a fumble and should have scored a touchdown. So to say that uh, they had Johnny Manziel's number after a few quick looks is a bit of an understatement. So can't complain about anybody on D. Kyle Orton was there. I want to complain about one person on D because I couldn't come up with a good, uh, good one. Um, I want to complain about our linebackers and coverage. Okay. I don't know who you don't it like is. like all the underneath stuff. Yeah, I don't like it because I think it's week after week that we're getting beat on these 8 to 10 yards routes. And, I mean, they, they, they stopped going to Gordon, but the entire first half was, you know, 8-yard pass over the middle to Gordon, 9-yard pass, 10-yard pass, 12-yard pass over the middle to Gordon. It was the same fucking play over and over again. Now, I actually think that the reason that the Browns went away from that is because they started dropping balls uh, or passes were off or things like that. I didn't see us... Defending a lot of those plays. There were some. We definitely defended some. But, you know, I think that we had spikes in there a lot. And when spikes is in coverage, it's going to be a mistake. It's going to be a bad situation. Spikes is also the reason that Johnny Manziel had a free run to the yeah. to the end zone because he got out of position. Um, now, that's not why we have spikes. We don't have spikes there for coverage. But when spikes is in the game, we have to account for the fact that there's going to be a deficiency in pass coverage over the middle. And we have to make those adjustments. But now you say... They started dropping balls. We've been watching this for twelve weeks now. Miles Austin had to stay overnight in the hospital in Buffalo. I don't. What, what do yeah. you, we give him internal bleeding? Yeah, and kidneys. We, yeah. yeah, and his kidneys, and then their other tight end. We broke his ribs. So I guess the message is pretty clear. Fine, if you want to spend the entire first quarter coming across the middle against Nigel Bradham and Brandon Spikes, you're more than welcome to because that shit ain't gonna last more that's than actually two quarters. A, that's a really good point because. They started dropping balls after Josh Gordon got destroyed across the middle by yeah. Bradham or, or Spikes or somebody. I don't know who it was, but he definitely got a big hit. And then ever since then, yeah, that's that's a good point. So, was it Gilmore that had a really big hit, too, or was that the uh, previous game? He had one in the Jets game, for sure. I think, <laughs> okay. I, I think he had a that couple like big hits in this game, line, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to switch it up and go positive. My Labatt Blue player of the game for all the reasons mentioned, but also because he had two picks and should have had another one. Yeah. Denor Cersei, the... Um, the analysis that I was just handing over to you, and I've heard a lot of people singing this guy's praise, says that nobody talks about this guy outside Buffalo, but he's steadily becoming one of the best safeties in the game because of his box heels, and now he's showing people he can coverage to, or he can cover as well. And I, I love the guy's game. He always seems to be around the ball. He had two very opportune picks um, on Sunday, and like I said, he should have had the third. And who else should have had a pick? Oh, uh, Preston Brown. 
wasn't yeah, looking. I feel like Corey Graham probably should have had one too. Yeah, but I mean, Corey no, Graham's been okay. But we talked last week. Preston Brown has been great. And if you guys don't give your uh, Labaplu player of the game to him, and there's no real reason to, he at least deserves acknowledgement because so he's, you named he's two people. Great. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I got I to match expectations. Yeah, it's all right. You edit this thing. All so right, well, you, who's, you who's, get to. who's your Labatt Blue MVP then? Coming to you. Preston Brown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, shit. All right, well, well let me guy. go. Let me yeah, go. All right, you go. His name is Marquise, and his last name, Marquise. Oh, yeah. With a capital oh. Q, and his last name is Gray. <laughs> with a capital Q, that is correct. God only knows who this man is. He was only on our. He's only been on our you, team for two weeks. You missed these plays. I, I have no idea. They started like just typing in, "Ooh, Marquise Gray for," a ca-, and yeah. I'm like, who? "No." But everybody in the bar too, because he's got. He first off, he has long dreads. Oh, that, he's the long that, dread that guy. That cover okay. his nameplate. No, he's not the long dread. You've never seen this guy. Before, You've right? never yeah, seen this guy. First, we Number signed him forty-eight. Yeah, forty-eight. Okay, it's so running down the field with the running running down the field. Thick motherfucker too. Nobody, nobody anywhere near him. We're all looking at the bar like, like wait, fat Sammy. Fat Sammy? Like, he what was are you on he's special fat Sammy. teams, yeah. right? No, we no. signed him like five days before the Browns. Well, yeah, game. it was literally like 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 ten days before. It was like less than two weeks. Which this you got you got to give props to uh, Nathaniel Hackett for uh, being able to utilize. Actually, well, yeah, dude, the, the, <laughs> the two. I'm sorry, but those those two long plays and the touchdown throw to Hogan. We made mention of it at the bar. Those were all really good play calls. Yeah. No, I mean they were guy, executed well. This guy, I mean, he's, he's a stud. He's a stud. I mean, granted, he has been on a bunch of different NFL rosters and has not been able to stick. So I'm not going to say that, you know, a one good game is going to make a player. But he certainly has a lot of potential. I think that's why a lot of teams have been interested. This guy's a QB. He's a wide yeah. receiver. He's clearly a running he back. He started three he's positions in, for Minnesota. And, you know, and so... Uh, gophers, not Vikings. Okay, okay. Right. So, I mean... Um, you talk, I, I, are you talking about Grey's Anatomy? I don't know that show. Oh, I know you were snap. looking at Grey's Anatomy. Get it? Get it? Uh, okay. Uh, so I mean, I think wow. this guy. The I think the the message boards that think that hey, this guy can really play QB have all lost their <laughs> mind. Option QB. If yeah. you if you watch him playing QB, it's like the ugliest passes I've ever but seen. But he's a big life. dude. But he's a big dude, and if he wants to play a little wildcat, hey, I got wildcat. Okay, sorry. He uh, he could be our uh, Brad Smith. That was that's oh, what I was thinking. That was a yeah. Rip- Remember that yeah. season when we were so looking Why forward to this wildcat? Why are they giving Brad Smith the ball every snap? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna crush days. everybody because we have the wildcat this year. We're gonna hey, crush everybody because Alex in, Carrington's poised for a breakout year. In all fairness, Brad Smith averaged close to five yards a carry when we did run the wildcat. Yeah, he was great at it. Oh, we never yeah. missed those third and ones unless he fumbled the ball. <laughs> Which or, happened a few times. Do you remember that he threw an interception every time he threw the ball? Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think he ever threw the ball without throwing an interception. Cass, we're coming to you. Uh, yeah, so I've been saying this, and I will continue to say this. Uh, my Labatt Blue player of the game was Robert Woods. Okay. Because I think if we get him involved in the game early on, he is the make or break it. I don't know what it is. I feel like it's an attitude thing, like a, whatever he does on the sidelines. I don't know, but for some reason, if we get him going in the game, we get him going early, we have a very positive outcome in the game you know who as you're saying this he reminds me more and more of his golden tate i feel like he if ew. he makes ew yeah i know but eric moles or andre reed please like not no golden what? Tate. no but he has attitude he gets going and when he's in the offense and off or when defenses have to choose to defend him then you're giving up the the superstar on the other side of the field so i totally agree with you Cass, because if 
if defenses are going to roll their coverage to Sammy, fine. Robert Woods has got to be ready to have a big day. And he's now two weeks in a row done exactly that. At the expense of your boy Watkins, by the way, Bill. I will say that over the course of, uh, you know, the first game of the season, uh, Robert Woods was making plays over the middle that really, really reminded me of Andre Reid going over the middle. Um, and so the guys, I mean, he's, he was pouty when EJ wasn't making the passes. Maybe he says that, hey, look, they made the change that I asked for. I'm going to go up there and make the passes as long as they're... And he actually actually had that quote that said, as long as they're catchable balls, as long as they're in a position that we can make a play on them, we have nothing to complain about, as long as he lets us be receivers. And that's all. So he basically saying that Kyle Orton's balls aren't perfect, but they're in Give a position a where I can get, I can make a play. Uh, and th- and I mean, that's what we all... That's why none of the wide receivers are pouting now, because... Orton, unlike EJ, let them make a play. Let them make a play. And not, you know, make a play the way Marquise Goodwin had to make a play and then get knocked out of the game with a concussion. And I'm sorry, you said at the beginning of the season when Robert Woods was doing well, we were doing well, and then now, towards the end of the season, Robert Woods is doing well and we're doing well. Oh, Uh, yeah, uh, thank you for proving my point. No, I I don't disagree with you. I mean, we were also doing well when Sammy Watkins had 100-yard days, too. So I think anytime any of our receivers has a... 100-yard day, it's usually a sign that we're doing pretty darn well. Next up, Mike Williams in Buffalo against Green Bay. They've been putting him on the bench to get uh, some pressure in that cooker, and they're going to unleash a narrative on him. Buffalo kid coming home. Big win last week against Denver. This kid will completely reinvigorate the town. This is going to be the last, because it will be, the last home game played in the Ralph in 2014. Go out there, Mike, and win one for Buffalo. You heard it here first. That is never gonna happen. So we've just been we've been resting him just for this occasion. Resting him and massaging his ego. Who is your um, Labatt Blue player of the game? Uh, I'm gonna have to go for Chris Hogan. Okay. Um, obviously with the touchdown, uh, our our only offensive touchdown, uh, and the fact that you know I'm gonna build in like his history as well and just his season and how he's emerged as someone who's pretty damn dependable. Mm-hmm. He had a lot um, of drops. He's when? in bad throws. Oh, uh, yeah, but there was also some that he just dropped. I was going to say that he d- doesn't seem like he ever really drops the ball. No, I mean, he... Would that there was, a, there was There was a, at least two that I can think of in the in the first half uh, when nothing seemed to be clicking. <laughs> one of them was definitely a bad throw. I thought the second one was just a, a, a straight-up drop, but I may be well, wrong. I mean, here's a guy who's... But overall, know, not, I totally agree with he's you. He's not... Uh, clearly, he's not, like, athletically, uh, you know, gifted from a standpoint where he's, like... Um, you know, athletically superior or you know physically superior to the guys that he's matching up against, but yeah. he must be running the you know executing those routes yeah. that are called. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and a little bit goes a long way. Yeah, and, you absolutely. Know, I mean, I, I, the guy's pretty damn athletic. I mean, when you see mm-hmm. him break out, he's got speed and he's a big dude. You know, he could easily be a. I mean, when I first saw him on the field without knowing anything about him, I thought, oh wow, I was like that's kind of a, a, a small tight end because he looks. He's he's a big receiver, you know. And he likes to show off those guns, though, too. He's seven eleven, just he... like that guy at the bar. Oh, there is you this... guys! There's a new guy at the bar. Monster, Monster Mike. Mike? No, it's, it's no, this is better. better. So uh, to cue our listeners in real quick, uh, Bill and Cassie perked up at the mention of Monster Mike. Monster Mike still does come to the bar, though, doesn't no he? Way. No way. No, no, he has not no. been there. Dude, no. we, would, we would know. Oh, we yeah. would be we sitting with Monster Mike. <laughs> no. Monster He's Mike. Legend. We would see his braided belt and yeah. his Monster Energy Monster drinks. Mike was, what, 2009, 2010? Something like that. Yeah. Oh, my god. This gosh. poor guy used to come to the bar with two cans of Monster Energy Big drink. ones. 
And a braided, a braided belt that was like tucked around yeah. and like tucked we, down. We assume that Monster and Mike a tucked lost. tucked in jersey. Yeah. He must have lost like 95 pounds because he was wearing jeans and a braided belt that were, no, were probably twice the size they needed to be. And he knew nothing about football. And, and we just God, shared loves, he, he was like, he, he you loved gotta it. believe. You just gotta believe. It was just like, you know, God damn like, it. Love the enthusiasm, We'd be but down stop like 38 talking. to 17 with three minutes to go in, the, in yeah. the fourth quarter, and all of a sudden he'd start cheering, like, let's go, Bills! Come on, everybody! You gotta believe! <laughs> like, dude, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Oh my god, Remember when we, they'd throw a flag, and we'd all be like, oh, it's holding on the Bills. And he'd be like, yeah, holding on the Bills! We're like, no, that's a bad thing. Yeah, and then he disappeared, so. Yeah, yeah I but, think so, there, so there's a new guy at the bar. And you know, so you know how some jerseys are cut with like the really low armpit. Oh yeah. Okay. Like, and, then, and they're and real high because they're supposed to be like around pads. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he yeah. wears right. a jersey that's cut that way. It's literally cut up to the like up to his shoulder. Like there's no sleeve. And, 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 and it's down his up. armpit. It's bunched up like it's got elastic thing. And he wears no shirt underneath it. Right. And he has the skinniest arms you have ever yeah. seen. Really? He's, got, he's got arms that are too skinny from for his body. He's skinnier ethnic. than mine. Is he like yes. ra- skinny ra- wow. arm Rob Rob Lowe? Like no, it's like he's like got a little bit of grease back hair. Oh, he wears, like a, he wears like a shark persuasion. tooth raw high yeah. necklace. So he's walking around with his jersey that he's trying to show off his guns. But he's got arms skinnier than my daughter. Yeah, and he looks like he just walked off like an Indian reservation in New Mexico. I mean. <laughs> It's the it's it, he, he must have walked by us like four or five times before I finally looked at Sue, just like what the who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> it's a shame that we've yes. lost a listener. He's <laughs> like our number one fan. Yes, yes, yes like, everyone. It's like this is the week that I typed them an email to tell them how much I appreciate their. <laughs> be be prepared if you're walking by so, and go to the bathroom yeah. at Lincoln Station. We are judging you. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. All right, and there are people at Lincoln Station to listen. Here's to a us. question for you: What jersey is it? I don't Jesus. know. Jesus, I think I it's was, Fred Jackson. I was looking at his guns. Okay. <laughs> it's distracting. It's Fred Jackson? I think it's Fred Jackson. But it looks like a jersey that came off the back of a truck in China. I mean, it looks real, but it's got like the authentic cut. Anyways, we've... we've point we've, is, we're going to have a lot of time to look at everyone coming in and out of the bathroom uh, at, at, at Lincoln <laughs> Station. Because... There's a decent chance that there's not much that we're going to be watching uh, that we want to be watching on the screen. So let's get into it. Yeah, let's, because we've spent enough time marveling. Now it's time to uh, uh, resent. I don't know. What's the word? Something. Present? Hey, why don't you guys fucking pay attention? What is this? Are you looking at boobies? Oh, dear God. Chloe Kardashian. Let me see. So we're looking forward to the Denver Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos. Last time I So we're looking forward to the Denver Broncos this week. Yeah, we are. And I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to. Crushing them. A massacre. Yeah. And not the massacre that you pessimistic fans are thinking. And Tom Brady. Oops, excuse me. And Peyton Manning slow to get up. This is not looking good for Denver Broncos fans. We'll be back after this commercial break. Quite honestly... Peyton we, Manning's still down on the field now to bring out the stretcher. I'm now, expecting to hear these words. Now let's let's think about this from a from a psyche standpoint. The Bills are going into what is it? Sports Authority Stadium. Yes. Whatever you want to call it, mile high. And guess who's going to be high? Is the Buffalo Bills defense are and, going to be and riding Nigel high? He doesn't and have to Nigel, get <laughs> Nigel Bradham. But quite honestly, we have nothing to lose. 
Yeah. That's totally Everyone is expecting us to lose this game, right? And yet here we are on the brink of the playoffs with something to prove, and we're going to go in there and prove it. And you know how we're going to prove it? By playing small ball and keep away from Peyton Manning and avoiding the big play on offense, and it's going to drive you insane. Well, the big question here is that what are the games that we have won this year? Let's look back on it. <laughs> all seven of them. Oh, so yeah, we have to list them. I mean, this isn't like no, 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 most no, no. years, and we actually do no, have no, like. But think about who we beat. Yeah, but this is a well-oiled offensive Who was favored? Who was favored for the Bears game? The Bears. We had thought everybody thought we had no chance. What about Detroit? Nobody thought we had any chance against Detroit. Fair. You know. So, so we played well on the road, is what you're we saying. We played well on the road. Yeah. We've also played well against teams that we were not. What well, we were the underdog against. Um, I don't know if we've ever been. 10-point underdogs to any of them. Are we? Was that the opening Yeah, that, at least that, that is so far. But but what we can do against Peyton Manning is generate pressure without having to blitz. And that's... It seemed to work for St. Louis. Yeah, St. Louis... St. Louis... St. Louis didn't even blitz him. They just they just generated pressure. So, I, the, the end of the day, I think that... I mean, the keys to Peyton Manning are the same as... Everybody, which is you just got to pressure the guy. Now, the one thing we have going for him, he's not an extremely mobile quarterback. He is the type of person that's going to be a pocket quarterback. Now, his offensive line is is, is darn good. They keep him upright. <laughs> darn good. Darn good. I said darn good. Darn tootin'. Darn good. I like Peyton Manning. I don't want to see him injured for a long period of time. But, but more and, wait, can we, it, can we pause for a second and get a quick Instagram update from Cassie? Well, uh, yeah. Did you guys know that Kyle Williams actually has a private profile and he only has 119 uh, followers? Are you one of them? No. I'm going to ask. Good story. Is that what what you're doing on your phone right now? No. Oh. (laughs) For everyone that's not here, uh, I just think that we should... Bill is currently studying up on the Denver Broncos for something intelligent to say. I'm studying up on their 2013 schedule. I wanted to see about uh, whether Jim Schwartz... Uh, face them. He did not. Year. Jim he Schwartz did. never faced Peyton Manning as a Detroit, as a Detroit coach. He did, however, face him fourteen times as the defensive coordinator in Tennessee and was nine and five in those outings. Praise him. <laughs> well, that, Praise him. Well, well, that was a random piece yeah. of knowledge you well, just this, pulled this, out of your ass. No, it's been going around Twitter. I mean, people have looked into this. Oh, yeah, for sure, because they were in the same division for so many years. Right. So, I mean, we got to find the weaknesses of this team. Um, I didn't even know Jim Schwartz was the co- coach for Tennessee. Yeah, that's, that's how we got to take coaching. Okay, so to this this Broncos game, this uh, this new little running back of theirs, the little C.J. fella. C- what's his last name? C.J. Anderson. C.J. Anderson. He's a nobody. Julius Thomas has been nicked up, I know, because he's been useless for me in fantasy when I needed him the last five weeks. Going to break his knee. Uh, or ankle, because that's what's injured already. Demarius Thomas you have to count for. And of course he'll uh, go out with a forearm. And then Emmanuel Sanders is having himself. Quite He's gonna have three touchdowns. I'm not kidding. He might. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing: the Denver Broncos on offense are second in passing guys. yards, but they're 18th in rushing yards. But they they've been winning so, recently by trying to run the ball. Well, right. But, but they also have not been facing our defensive line. Let me give the eyeball uh, test. Our, the Bills win. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I think that what we what we need to do is do what we do when it comes to rushing the ball, and then we just need to get in Peyton's face. That's the only way that we have a chance. And then wait, let me just give you some harsh reality here before before we're we gonna get, lose this game. We're gonna lose this game, <laughs> yeah. and it's because Orton is gonna throw pick six. He's gonna get tossed around like a rag doll by Demarcus Ware and that crazy pass rush of theirs and Von Miller. It's not because of Peyton Manning. I'm, I hear me now. You you will. You're all gonna look at me Sunday afternoon and go. You're right. Peyton Manning is not going to beat us on Sunday. Their defense is going to beat up our offense. Well, that's well, how we're going to lose this game. And that's going to be the fucking narrative coming out. There's, oh, Denver's defense is for real. Now, can't keep them out of the Super Bowl conversation. No one's going to talk about how the Bills are still in the hunt. It's all going to be about how this Denver defense is for real now that they're healthy again. Lars, are you actually going to be at the bar so that we could turn and look at you and say that you are right? Yes, I will be there. Okay. Jesus, I missed one week. <laughs> It was a critical week. It was. Which week was it? I don't know, but it was a critical <laughs> week. No, it was the Monday night game. I, I wasn't there either. Oh, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, for the Jets game. Uh, or the... No, I was there. What? No. I'm, no, these allegations must cease. No, you weren't there at the Jets Monday night game. No. Okay. Regardless. <laughs> the, we, we, you all agree, or you will agree later. I mean, you can you can see this playing out, right? I mean, it's... They have a pretty nasty pass rush. Our offensive line, while having been better recently, is still nothing that you would call good. I think both sides of the ball are going to fail, uh, to be honest with you. I think that our defense will hang in there for a few, a quarter, quarter and a half, and Denver will score at the end of the, at the towards the end of the half. We'll go three and out like we always do, but yep. unlike our recent trends, which is we go three and out when we come back in the first half, then our defense stops them, and then we score on the next possession. Peyton Manning, after we go three and out coming out of the half, is going to score a touchdown. And then... Kyle Orton's gonna throw a pick or something like that. It, you, it's you guys realize we have no chance. We are going to we're gonna come out and be down seventeen nothing in the first quarter. Well, that's just it. See, Cass, no, see, I don't think that's the case. No, I think. I think I, I well, think then you can look at bit. me and say that I'm right. No, I think Cass is on to something. If whichever way this game's gonna go, we're gonna know within the first ten plays from scrimmage. Either our team is going to be playing electric and lights out, or they're just going to mop the, mop the field with us, and we're going to be out of this game before we were even in it. Look, the teams that Denver has struggled with are the teams that have played good defense. It's St. Louis. It's I, that's Miami. what I'm saying. It's, we have a chance, but they, this game will be won or lost in the first 10 snaps. We've, I think that this game goes the way our offense goes, personally. I mean, I think that yeah. our defense can match up with our offense. But our offense has to do something to not have our defense be on the field all the time. The times that our defense has failed, besides Miami, the times that our defense has failed has been when the offense did absolutely nothing and they were on the field and they got winded. Have you seen our offense do what they need to do against Denver? No. 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 Because okay. what they need to do, what they want to do, is be a so, run-first, ground-and-pound so team. We, but we, we haven't may, been able to do that once. So maybe, sure. it, maybe it's just an it's 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 an impossibility that well this, our offense pulls us off. Yeah, because all right, as as if we haven't seen it. As a quick tangent to my to my answer to your question, I have to ask you guys because I thought I thought this the other day. Have we had a 100-yard rusher this year? Don't think we a have solo as a, no, as a team a as a group we have, but, but not as a no. One but you person. know, here's the thing though that 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 is partially by design. We are sharing I don't the think, ball. No, I think if bit. you no, I think if you were to ask any offensive coach in the league, they would say, yeah, I would love a guy to get in rhythm and get a hundred yards. I don't care. But they're if not he, letting them be in rhythm. I mean, it's Bryce Brown, Fred Jackson for two plays, then Bryce Brown on third down because it's the play Bryce calling. Brown for two clauses. No, but it is a running back by committee. It's Booby Dixon, random. Like I mean, there's no. 
rhyme reason other than when they definitely need a pass protection play, Fred Jackson's in there. Though those running plays are usually executed pretty correctly. <laughs> hey, you know, I will say that, you know, I bagged on our guards all season. And with the change from from Richardson to Urbic, that offensive line is held together very well, especially in pass protection. What's the so past funny? two to three weeks. She just keeps on I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> Are you high? What is the matter with you they tonight? They both look high. They both they? are kind of acting a little high. I'm kind of suspicious. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I think we've said enough here. Uh, I mean, everybody's what have we said? We, we've said that this game is probably going to be a blowout, and if it's not, we might have fun. What but... is the least amount of points that the uh, Broncos have scored all year? Uh, that was probably in, in... six against um, St. Louis. St. Louis. They yeah. only put up six points. Yeah. They put up single against St. Louis. Who just beat Oakland fifty-two nothing at home, in their dome, St. Louis. So, and here's the thing: I was kind of praying for snow because Peyton Manning's Manning, not good in the snow. But it's gonna or be like cold. it's gonna be like fifty degrees and warm, awesome, or and sunny. Nice Damn it! <laughs> All right, well then let's let's. Kyle on. Orton, he, he's gonna he's returning to his old stomping. There's concept. that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, well, let's get into it. Predictions and wild. Cards. You think if Kyle Orton scores a rushing touchdown, he does a Tebow in the end zone? No. <laughs> No, I don't. <laughs> you think no, no. Weakest cheers ever. Well, all good episodes must come to an end. This one is no different. So that brings us to the wild card portion of today's episode. It's the wild card. And before we get to the wild card, just a couple pieces of house cleaning. This is Bills and Beers. We discuss the Bills, but we also drink beer in the process. Um, we, and we have quite a variety in assortment this evening. I am I have moved on to the Revolution Anti-Hero, which I believe I've had before. Bill brought us some Sierra Nevada Christmas Ales. What is this called specifically? The Oh, this is Anchor. This is Oh, no, that, that is Sierra Nevada. Anchor Brewing Company. Uh, yeah, but, it's Anchor. Their their Christmas beer and Cass, what you brought a log any of this? What else did you bring for us? You brought the uh, I brought the, the some spaten a little bit of everything. Lagunitas, spaten. What are you drinking? Uh, I had my Kona brewing. Stone Kona brewing. So we had a little little grab bag of everything that the bills. We and did beers go a little west for. coast though, didn't we? A little west coast, which I guess is appropriate yeah. given uh, given our opponent this week. Also another. I have a bottle opener, so I can open another. Another one. quick bit of housekeeping. I've been sitting here playing while. Oh, I think I have another another quick bit of housekeeping here. We do like to give props to our other Bills friends in the podcasting universe. I don't know if you guys listen to other Bills podcasts. Bill, I'm sure you do not, since you don't listen to our Bills podcast. That's correct. <laughs> uh, but I don't. I've no, one I picked up this year, the Maybe Next Year podcast. Uh, good stuff. I told the guys I gave them a shout out on Twitter, so this is me giving a shout out. If you listen to this podcast, you'll like theirs too. So uh, I think MM, they have a weird, just look up maybe next year. They're, that's the one thing. Fellas, if you're listening to us now, uh, your name, the whole like B-Bills, M-M-Y or whatever, it's it's too difficult. Simplify it. The URL, I don't know what it is, even though I listen to you guys every week. But maybe next year, find them on iTunes. We got to give a shout out to JT Money. <laughs> it was JT, is that your brother-in-law or the person we're still trying to, <laughs> yeah. Brandon Meister? No, dude, Brandon Meister, nobody knows him. Brandon Meister knows you. He does what? not know me. This okay. kid does not know me. I don't know you, Brandon Meister. Okay, but this is the... Great, we, now we've now lost two direct, listeners. <laughs> direct message, direct message. We now have and one explain left. this. You did not take me home. The, um... Are you, you sure I mean, Simon, you did not take me to my car when I was drunk. That's false. Well, speaking of taking yes, home... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> The 
fact that you don't remember it definitely means that he did do that. So Cassie has assured us that she's not high this evening, but I, she's not laughing so hard that she's in tears. And we are going to Mile High Stadium in the Mile High State, Colorado, where marijuana is now legal. But that's not where we're going with this. Instead, there will be. We, an we've air- decided to denigrate the podcast. <laughs> By making this about not just the Mile High Stadium or the Mile High State, but the Mile High Club. Yeah, and uh, there will be a plane ride um, from Buffalo to Denver in the next few days, probably on the day that you're listening to this. So uh, the, the question that Suge wants us to address tonight, if we you pick a Bills player, then pick who traveling with the team uh, that Bills player would retire to the mini bathroom to join the Mile High Club with. So Suge, since this was your brilliant idea... Why don't you get us going? Maybe you should do Cassie's for her since she still can't get grasp any air when she thought of her answer before going live. All right. So I'm going to pick Doug Marone. Okay. Doug Marone's a big husky dude. He needs a nice, gentle, womanly touch. He also needs someone that is going to be able to fit into that little bathroom. Marquise Goodwin. He's going to fuck the shit out of that little bitch Nathaniel Hackett. Wow. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they're butt buddies. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, now we're just denigrating the entire organization. You know well, what? You know, you know what the problem is? is maybe that they need some denigration. What would you do if Nathaniel Hackett was the top? Why are you pronouncing his name that way? And what Nathaniel? would you do? But what would you do if if Doug Marone <laughs> came on to you? I mean, he's a <laughs> literally. <laughs> I mean, he's a big dude. He, there's not really much. He was a he was a former offensive NFL lineman. offensive lineman. I mean, he probably like. Doug gets what Doug wants. I think that Doug is a gentle lover. Uh, I think he's a gentle. I think they cuddle afterwards. I think he does not have sex. Hey, hey, mom, can you just turn off the episode (laughs) now, please? Cass, this is a good opportunity to share yours. So, um, you always choose Eric Wood. Obviously, we'll start with Eric Wood. Who do you think Eric Wood would take to the laboratory with him? (laughs) Me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, since I'm not going to be on the plane. I think that Eric Wood would take the... Well, I can't go with my answer. Yeah, then. go with your answer. Well, no, it's not... It's no, he's the most tenured person in the organization. She doesn't like it with Eric Wood. I Actually, I think he would take the ball boy with him. Why? Why? Because why, he's the why center. Why are they all gay? Just because I'm the first one. He's, he's the There's center. There's he, he has his. He always is the one handling the balls. So he's going to take his like next best buddy with him. Okay. The other guy that handles the balls. Exactly. So there's gonna be a lot of ball handling. So I'll I. I have a quick question. Yeah. May I interject? Please. So, because these are really big fucking dudes, right? Yeah. Yeah. It won't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. So unless they have like double wide bathrooms in there. That's what that. That's what I was gonna ask. They probably do. Is do they? So they probably do. No, because they take United. Or are these commercial? They take United. They take United. United is sponsored. But it's a chartered flight. Correct. It's a charter flight, but it's a United plane. So, do they have bigger bathrooms? No. Does first class have honestly? Those guys. No. Those guys thrown up in first class. No. I I would, <laughs> I don't think they Good legitimately. I don't think they can fit in those bathrooms. Like the offensive linemen. Okay. So what, they just don't go to the bathroom. Can Mario Williams? Well, in, in Dude, that case, the, in that case, then I'm going to say that Marcus Thigpen and Marquise Goodwin right. are going to take each other. <laughs> right. Do they can fit inside? There has to be. There has to be a bigger bathroom in there. Maybe. Maybe not. Guys. So, uh, what Cassie Think about Mario say, Williams trying what, to fucking fit in one of those. What about freaking... Can we move on from the size of the bathroom, please? <laughs> Marcel Darius. Mm. I want to get through this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Best we can. All right, Lars. 
Which Bills player I is going to make love to who? I just said. You Mar- said Marquise Goodwin? Marquise Goodwin and, and Marcus Thigpen are going to take each other because <laughs> they're the only ones that can fit. Do you watch who's Mark who's Marcus Thigpen? Do you watch He's, our team anymore? Yes, I do. He did all of our returns on Sunday. He's great. In all fairness to her, she only she got to watch see. half. Sure. Yeah. And he's like literally on our team for like four days. Yeah, I'd probably go uh, Kyle Orton and uh, do it and Robert Woods. Oh, they do have a. Is, it, you know? is there not a heterosexual? They have a, yeah, what is happening? Yeah. I didn't. No, no, no. They, they'd have they'd have a nice a nice connection, but uh, they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't be able to quite finish the job. I like that. Well, we're gonna end it right there on that note. We're really not gonna do the midget trainer. (laughs) No. Come on. Are you telling me that was the inspiration for this whole thing? And we're not gonna talk about Marcel Darius and the midget trainer that he splits in two. That's just not gonna happen. That's assuming that Marcel Darius is the top. Oh no. He's gonna be like a little leprechaun in his back. (laughs) All right. All right. We're moving on to predictions. Cass, try to pry yourself from Instagram for just a couple seconds. Well, sorry, I'm just pulling up the picture of them boarding a United flight. Yeah, they don't look like they even fit on the plane, <laughs> let alone into the into the restroom. Cass, uh, your prediction. By best, the way, Dan best... Carpenter definitely bangs the really hot stewardess. Thank you, Cass. <laughs> your prediction: best case, worst case scenario for Sunday's game. So, uh, best case scenario is Orton is hot in the beginning, throwing to Robert Woods, proving me right once again. Uh, worst case scenario. Ugh, it's just ugh, I don't want that to happen. It's gonna be it, like it our, can happen. I know, it can very but much I, I love you guys, but I really don't want a Sunday depressing day at the bar. Depressing. It's not gonna be bad. No, um, we're gonna, we're gonna have. I'm saying like we put up three points. It's like thirty-two to three. that's what I'm thinking. I'm saying my worst case scenario thirty-five to three, and it's exactly the way we think it's gonna go. My best case scenario, we are kind of like one and a half scores ahead of them most of the game. Peyton Manning goes on a late fourth quarter rally to put them up by like two. And then Kyle Orton orchestrates a drive with 45 seconds to go and we kick a winning field goal. I'm, I'm saying that's the only way we come out Yo, of Mile High Stadium with a I win. mean, that sounds amazing. Yeah. DC, DC in that thin air could kick the ball 67 yards. That's true. That's true. Dan Carpenter could easily put one up from behind midfield. Mm-hmm. Bill, best case, worst case scenario. I mean, dude, I, don't, I honestly think that we can win this game. How is it that you guys, that, when we were talking about this game in the preview, y'all were so negative. No, 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 no. Worst case scenario, we win this game 21-17. <laughs> so best a, case a, loss scenario, is, a loss is not even within the realm of possibility. Not even within the realm of possibility. <laughs> best case scenario, we win this game. 24 to 10. Okay. 38-9, worst case scenario. Okay. Best case scenario. Best case, remember, uh, I'm going 28-20. Loss or win? We win. We win 28-20. So does everybody think that winning is a possibility? Cass, do you? No. No. Well, the only problem is that 28-20 means there's no field goals. There's definitely some fucking field goals. Oh, yeah. We'll go 30-20. I mean, they got a good crowd there. If they get hot, if if they get to the quarterback, it could get real ugly. Chris Gregg, watch out. Chris Gregg wasn't even active on Sunday. <laughs> Breakout game. Isn't he injured? He might. Chris Gregg. Is just, he even still on our team? Yeah, he just lost his job to Marquise Mar- Gay. Marquise? Oh, yeah, Gray. Gray. Despite what Sorry, the Mile High I know. Club well, yeah. tells you. Yeah. Imagine why I had that <laughs> bouncing around my head. 
Well, this has been a very stimulating podcast. Um, Bouncing around in the bathroom. We're uh, looking. F- there is a very real possibility that if we split these next two games, we're going into Foxborough week 17 in a win and in scenario. That's all I wanted to say. So this week could be the game that puts us on the path to that. And imagine that. 9-6 in Foxborough, win and in. Mm. 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 Can I get a... Let's go play a good game in Denver, guys. Let's go play a good game in Denver. Uh, thanks for listening. Tell all your friends. Tell everybody in Bill's Nation. Tell your friends, relatives, neighbors, everybody how you found us. Where's uh, Jeep? Uh, Bill Belcher, Cassie Hutton, and Paul. Forgotten Game of Jeff Day. I'm Lars. Go Bills. Go Bills. The Bills make me wanna. Shout